Eagle Nation. You're listening to Gotta Talk, a podcast dedicated to all things Georgia Southern football. Now, here's your hosts, Matt Monty and Cody Anderson. Eagle Nation, welcome back to another episode of Gotta Talk. Matt here with you, joined as always by Cody, and coming off of another Georgia Southern win and the first finally convincing win of 2020, 41 to nothing against UMass in the game that didn't exist just nine days before and, uh, and, and kind of thrown together in a bonus game, if you will. And the Eagles delivered. They, they did what we were kind of hoping they would do and what we were kind of hoping out of uh, most of the games we had this season, like Campbell um, and, uh, and ULM, where they dominated for four quarters and they finally just closed out an opponent. So, we will talk about that, but obviously, you know, the task at hand now is where do we go from here? And that's, by all accounts, possibly our toughest game of the year. And who thought that would be the case? Um, you know, so certainly, you know, the Louisiana game was tough. We have app coming up um, now in December, but we looked at this game before as a trap game. Now is obviously not a trap game. We're coming in as the underdog against a ranked opponent on the road, and that ranked opponent is number 25, Coastal Carolina. So we will preview that game of, you know, do we feel better about the, you know, uh, about our chances in this after nope. that dominating win against UMass? Cody's already chiming in here. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, well, well it, it, let's, let's recap UMass. But I want to spend a good amount of time on Coastal uh, because obviously that, uh, that's what matters now, and it's it's going to be a, a tough, tough test and, and certainly a, a much better football team than what we saw in Paulson last Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Coach was going to be a formidable op- opponent. Um, we'll get more into kind of their big uh, playmaking quarterback um, that has been tremendous this whole season. But, I mean, pauses for the UMass game, four complete quarters. We played really well. We dominated – at the start of the gate, I mean, we came out of the gate just firing on all cylinders, and that was that was that was fantastic. I loved that. Uh, two quick touchdowns could have been a third if we didn't have the unfortunate fumble there in the red zone, um, but we didn't let it get us down. Defense came right out there, kept the energy up, stopped them even after the what some consider a a, a bogus targeting call. Um, yeah, it was bogus. It was, yeah. I mean, if you, if you saw the tweet, I mean, I, I thought it was in the moment, but then going back and watching that that slow mo replay that uh, Big Frank uh, did, uh, you know, and, and and put out on Twitter, I mean, it, that was that, that was just a, a it was just a clean hit. It was just a, a good form tackle. So, you know, we stop them there. We get the ball back, and then we we score and make it twenty eight nothing, and and we go into halftime. So the start on both sides of the ball was fantastic. Quick points. We got points on the first drive. We got points on the second drive. We even ran into a little bit of adversity there with the fumble. We didn't let it get us down. We played well. That that part is fantastic. Even the second half coming out, again, came out strong. Good defense, good offense. We didn't obviously score as many points, but really there was really no need to at that point. The game was pretty much settled. All the way around, Great football game. Does this make me any more confident in regards to the Coastal game this Saturday? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. UMass, I tip my cap to them. Their situation is a lot tougher than the majority, if not all of the rest of the college football landscape in regards to 
They don't know really who their opponents are. They just scheduled Marshall like yesterday or the day before. Uh, yep. They had no spring practice. They had like maybe two or three fall practices before they were shut down. So you're thinking that you have yeah, no— 17 total practices and only one full contact scrimmage. Yeah, right? so you're so. thinking that your, your season's done. You're not going to play anything. And then they come back and they tell you, oh, yes, by the way, now we're going to play football, but we don't have an opponent, and we think it's going to be the end of October, like around Halloween, 1st of November, when you're going to have your first game, only to be told 10 days before, 9 days before, oh, by the way, you're going to have a game in Statesboro against Georgia Southern. So my hat's off to them. But again, let's just be honest with you know everyone here. They're not up to the level of competition to where if we beat them by a a hundred or nothing, where I feel confident going into this coastal game. So I mean, Matt, maybe you disagree with me on that, but I dis- just I disagree a little bit. So like when I what I said last week, right, was I I didn't care so much about the score. Obviously, you know, I want us to win, and I, I wanted us to win convincingly, and we did that. The difference between forty-one to nothing, thirty to nothing, or even like thirty to seven, or seventy-three to seven, like you saw, you know, <laughs> Clemson yeah. and, and Georgia Tech, right? I didn't necessarily need that or even want that. It, it's just because it, it doesn't really matter uh, because it, you're you're playing a really bad football team. So okay, the, the, you know, you're not going to get. Um, extra accolades at the end of the year because you, uh, you know, hung a 70 burger. On no, somebody, I mean, let's right? be real. It's a, it's a stat padding game. Everybody yes. gets their, you know, this is a it's great a, thing. To, to and and young, young players to get in, you know, you, you maybe like to see Tomlin get in a little bit earlier. We had talked about that when we were exchanging texts and stuff, he comes in in the fourth quarter. Maybe you'd like to see him a little bit earlier in the third, but anyway, it's yes, that that's what it is. So, as long as we won convincingly, as long as we played a complete game, all four quarters was dominant, all three sides of the ball, all three phases. And we were, I'm good with it. I mentioned last week about reading between the lines. And I think that's the, the important thing to look for in a game like this. You have to look beyond the inflated stats beyond the inflated lopsided score and actually look at play calling execution player groups how they respond to certain situations even like late in the game you know and and when you go down all those and and we can spend a little bit of time talking about some of those but when you look at that overall I am happy because it, it wasn't that we just you know handed the ball off to King 30 times and they had a bunch of missed tackles and we you know went down and and hung 40 on them we mixed up play calling play calling on the first drive looked good for the second game in a row we kind of took what the defense was giving us especially in the first half shy works with three touchdown uh, uh, throws in the first half first time uh, for him with that you had Bo Johnson get involved. Obviously, we know you know the story with him and and uh, everything with uh, what the fumble you know against Louisiana, and he gets two touchdowns in the first half. So kind of a retribution there, things like that. And then on defense, you get you get some turnovers. The I think the front seven played really well. They played aggressively. You know they didn't just like sit back. When you look at these kind of individual moments and kind of take apart the game a little bit 
I think it, when you that's when you get the true story, uh, you know, for me, so if, if, if that makes sense. So, like, it, look, you know, past the stats and past uh, where we're expected to beat UMass, and, and thank God we did, because it would be a very different conversation <laughs> if we did, or if it was anything like Campbell and, and ULM where it was where it was close. I mean, up yeah. to this game, we had three games decided by eight total points. Three yeah. games, right? You know, two went in our favor. And one didn't against Louisiana. I think but we I think finally dominated an opponent that we should have dominated. But when yeah. you take that away and look at like individual performances, uh, player group performances, play calling, there's still plenty of things to be corrected. Fumbling the ball away, words, you know, carrying the ball with one hand. Um, you know, maybe we go up 35 nothing probably in the first half instead of just 28. You can sit here and, and nitpick and stuff. And I think, you know, it's fair to do that, especially in a game like this against UMass, because you're not going to be given those opportunities. You're not going to have that much room for error against anybody else. True. Right? So you can work on some of these things, but you know, so that that's what I try to look at. I, I look at offensive line play. I look at, you know, are is our uh, front seven, you know, are they getting penetration on, on the offensive line or, or are they getting in the backfield or are they being aggressive or our secondary? We talked about that. Are they in position? And, and at times they weren't and at times they were, and they were able to get interceptions. So looking at those kind of things, um, third downs, you know, how, how do we respond on that? You know, when the quarterback is scrambling around, how do we, we saw again, their quarterback, was, was pretty much their entire offense. Not that they had much, but I mean, he was able to scram, scramble around and make some plays with his feet. And we've seen that through four yeah. games now um, of, of quarterbacks that were both very athletic and a Levi Lewis and ones that aren't like in this kid and the kid from uh, ULM. Right. Yeah. And, and they're still able to stretch a play and leg out, you know, 13, 14 yards on a third down or something. And that stuff's frustrating. So you look at all these things Combine all that together. Overall, yes, I am happy. I'm 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 honestly about as happy as I could have been and could have asked for for that game. I am. Like you said, does that make me more confident for Coastal? No, not really. I think maybe a little bit more than you, because yeah. I, I don't think yours yeah, I, changed at all. No, for me, for me, I think it's changed a little bit because at least. We've showed as bad as UMass is, and you went through, you know, a big reason why. Obviously, they were a very bad team last year, but that was before all of this. You know, before they even, you know, they didn't think they were going to. Yeah, have a I mean, they have athletes there. Let's not get they it. Like, they have athletes. Like, they, it's still an FBS football team. Yeah, you know, you can sit here and we can do apples and oranges and talk about are they better than Campbell, which is an FCS team? Are they really the worst team in the country, or is it ULM? I think UMass probably is the worst team in the country right now. I think when we played ULM, they were the worst team in the country. Yeah. And then now, you know, and that was before UMass played a game. But, yes, they still have athletes. They're still talented. They, pro- you know, they obviously don't have their entire playbook installed. They're a little lost on defense. I think you saw their defense get better in the second half where they at least looked – they look less less lost, you know, which you've seen out of our defense for four yeah. quarters sometimes. Um, so, you know, I, I I think you saw some things. Yeah, we were still able to move the ball on them, but it was it was a good game. It was a good practice, good scrimmage, if you will, for us. You know, I yeah. I, the question the question is is you know what, and I asked this last week. You know, are we in a better spot 
playing UMass in this game, focusing on them, and then having just a week to prepare for Coastal? Or do we have that rare, you know, three-week idle, you know, bye week that teams normally don't get in a, in a, in a season outside of 2020 um, to focus all our attention? But you're not you're not hitting anybody but yourself. Yeah, and you know that there is a benefit to that. Now, so, in that aspect of it, yeah, we are better off. I would much rather have at least one football game instead of three weeks of 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 nobody and just practicing because you can still again this is another uh, game in which you can get film on. You yeah. this is another game in which. Uh, you have an unknown opponent with really you don't really know who they're going to throw out there on offense. They, I mean, I'm sure the coaches had an idea. Um, if you listen to the coaches' show last night, on uh, they had an idea who was going to go out there, like running back wise and receiver wise right. or whatever. But they didn't know for sure. Um, there's been no film on them. They played no games. Their offense and I mean both sides of their football is very very young. It seemed like the announcers were announcing either freshman or redshirt freshman or sophomore for just about every position. Um, on UMass's team, uh, to me the 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 biggest issue with a game like this is, and this is going to be more the mental aspect of it coming into Coastal, is does this give us an inflated or a false sense of security that hey we're dominant we're good we just need to show up and we're going to just run it over shouldn't. these opponents I mean it, it should, no it no shouldn't. you shouldn't yeah. you shouldn't um, but you look at kind of you know we just dominated UMass we are we going to kind of go into this coastal game a little bit on the side of oh man we're so good we're so good we're so good and then not take coastal seriously and get beat now I personally how do I think that's going to happen yeah, how, yeah, yeah, I don't okay. think I don't think that's going to happen but I think the temptation is there um but I'll say be- this coastal beating Louisiana was the best thing that could have happened to us. Yes, it yes, is I because agree. it because, makes us take them seriously. Yes, on both sides, right? I think I think I think it it plays a role on both sides. You could say coastal now they always you know try you know come to play us. Obviously, we know the history there with Chadwell, and you know he always tries to get up for us. I don't know if. I think you saw it a little bit more, you know, last year with the triple overtime game. You have the Mobamba incident the and dance all, party, the the dance party, and all this. And um, so, yes, we've had dominant wins against them, but you know, recently they've played us really close. Now we are the underdog when you know the the, the script has flipped, and they're a ranked team and they're hosting us. Um, their lone win against us, um, I think, in, in five or six games, came uh, you know at their home. Uh, yeah, it's twenty seventeen. Yeah, 2017, they beat us. Yep. And so they're going to be confident, obviously, but like you hope that, yeah, with with them being Louisiana, that maybe they are overlooking us a little bit. Maybe, you know, them getting that ranking. And it's, again, that kind of giant killer mentality that we've seen out of us. We play really well against ranked teams. We've only lost the one ranked Sunbelt team since we've been in the Sunbelt, and that was Louisiana this year. And we, dang near beat them yeah so you know i mean i i think by all accounts you look at that and you say well we're in a better position because yeah we're probably going to take them more seriously which is kind of ridiculous in itself i mean even say the kid misses that field goal against louisiana um coastal does and 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 they lose and they're not ranked and they have one loss you're still i don't think anything should change with that of of how seriously you take this team because the team obviously is still very good it just came down to one play but you know now that they have a 25 against you know next to their name i think we will have a chip on our shoulder we'll go in not just taking them seriously but 
what, I think having something to, to prove. prove. Having something yeah. to prove. Exactly. There, and that's there what needs it was against App. Attitude. You're not going to have it as much, I think, as, and you kind of saw it against Louisiana. We played pretty well against Louisiana. We've talked about it. Against App, those games were different because compounded with the fact of knock, you know, getting your first win against a ranked opponent and all this comes your rival. It's your heated mm-hmm. arch rival. And then last year, all that stuff, ranked opponent, arch rival, beat them at home for the first time since 2007. Now, you know, with Coastal, you don't have that much baggage there. You don't have that much more. So, I, again, I do think it's a positive. It's it's not necessarily going to have the App State effect, if you will, but we're in a better position playing them as a ranked team, playing them as an undefeated team than if they were, you know, if, if they were three and one, not ranked, um, where maybe, you know, we look past them a little bit or we yeah. don't have that chip on our shoulder as much. Well, go, I tell go, you what, yeah, go ahead. The, the defense is going to have to show up if we have any chance of winning the Coastal game. They have to. They absolutely have to, yeah. I mean, you and, can't lose and, containment on their quarterback. He can run. You can't, the secondary just can't let guys just be 10, you know, 10, 15 feet wide open because he's not going to miss them. The receivers aren't going to drop the ball. I mean, they if, if if we have some of the holes in our secondary like we've shown in earlier games this season, this is going to get ugly quick. Yeah. You can't rely on a tip pass for, like, one of our interceptions that you saw yeah. against UMass, right? Yes. Any team – I'm not saying that can't happen against Coastal. Obviously, it could. I mean, it could have happened three times in the game maybe, right? But but the probability is very low. So, again, those – those you know, fumbling the ball like what like Wirtz did, you know, um, those things you just can't do. You just can't do it. You have to play a completely clean – by all accounts, perfect game. You do yeah, to, to beat a do. team like this. And, you know, we've seen against app, you know, did we play a perfect game last year against app? No, we did it for maybe three quarters. We did, um, <laughs> you know, and then, and then, you know, probably, you know, in 2018, I, I would say that's about as close to a perfect game as you could ask for. I mean, that was just a dominant yeah. victory. That's what we're going to need to beat this team. Um, we cannot give them kind of a sliver of hope. We have to do that choke them out mentality. If we do, we do. get a lead, yep. we have to keep pouring it on. We have to be aggressive, both on offense, not be afraid to pass the ball, not get complacent with things, yeah, and yeah, we can't not give, give up them big plays. a touchdown with less than two minutes to go in the first half, or yes. you know, you can't give them. What I considered, and man, I thought we were going to do it again against UMass. Yeah, before the half, I thought they were going to come down, and of course, they missed the field goal. They clanked it off. Yeah, they did. But Um, you can't give teams what I to me points like that when a team has like a minute and a half or less than two minutes, and they know they got to go hurry up or whatever the case may be. To me, those are cheap points if they get them because they're trying their best to steal them before the half is over, and you have to not allow your opponent to get those points. Um, and you know, we've seen time and time again, luckily UMass that didn't happen, but you saw in the previous three games, those things happen. Um, Mm. and so you just can't, you can't allow that. Um, otherwise you will lose football games. We should have lost Campbell because we gave up a cheap touchdown at the very end of the football game. You, we almost, we did lose to Louisiana because we allowed them to score in the last seconds of that game. Um, we nearly lost to ULM because we allowed cheap points at the end of the first half and almost at the end of the football game. So if the defense has got to play perfect from the first quarter through the end of the football game, and especially you can't give – because I think what they scored a touchdown near the end of that first half against Louisiana, if I'm not mistaken. So 
as much as Coastal wants to take up time of possession and they kind of want to do a similar thing to what we do with offense, they have the ability to score quick. They have, to me, a much more rounded passing attack than we do. Um, And so if they need to score quick, they will. Uh, You know, and I'm just going to kind of – I know that we saw the hurry-up offense a little bit in this UMass game. Is that even something you think that you try to do in this coastal game, or do you think you just try Absolutely. to hold play play keep away? Absolutely. You think so? I <sighs> yeah, think you well, play keep away. Right. Right. Like you so, hold so on I, to the time was, of possession. I was going to bring I was going to bring this up. So we're number one in the nation right now in time of possession, uh, just over thirty five minutes a game. That's obviously bread and butter, Georgia Southern, quintessential football, right? And, you know, dating back to the, the the true triple option, you know, flex mode days. Yes, I mean, we obviously did that against Louisiana for the most part, right? Um, I don't have, you know, the, that stat offhand, but uh, certainly in the first half, uh, you know, they only got, what, one possession, I think all just two possessions in the first half maybe, um, and they they ended up scoring there right before the half. And they then, got more than one possession. Hold on, they – no, I said two. I said two in the oh, first half. Yeah, they had yeah, one. Yeah. I know they had only one in the first quarter, because um, our, our first drive was like nine minutes. So yeah, we had thirty-five minutes, fourteen seconds. In yeah, the so about our average. Yeah, so about yeah. our average. Um, and yes, so I would say, and maybe this is a cop-out answer, but I, you you take what the defense gives you. If you're able to grind out yards and get three or four yards on a run, and 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 not go hurry up and run a bunch of clock. Do it if you have an opportunity to score fast. Obviously, take it. I mean, if we break if we break a run, you know. Oh then, yeah, yeah. But but also passing and stuff. I think if if they're stacking the box and we're able to do some of the things that we saw against UMass, obviously it's going to be a you know much taller task. But if we're able to, you know, if 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 they're straight up playing the run and we're able to get Bo Johnson involved and get him wide open or get Darion Anderson or Murray or somebody wide open down the field, take it and and score quick, and then you can go back, you know. But with 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 the hurry up, I I would almost I would almost come out with it and then go into ball control is what yeah. I would do um, rather than ball control and then maybe it works out maybe it doesn't and then you're like you have to either go into to hurry up or you know you're you're in a situation where you're you're down you know um i i would i would make them play our game you know so i i i would go in and kind of try to dictate it from the start so i would go in with with up tempo which they're probably not going to be expecting and hopefully score quick then maybe do it on the second possession and then try to slow things down after that is what I would try to do. and I think you know, it depends on the score. I think if we score and then we stop them, I say, yeah, let's do that. But I think if, if it happens the reverse, like they, we get three scores, and out, yeah, and then right. they and then they go and score and it's 7 nothing. then I think, all right, let's slow this game down before it gets out of hand quick. I mean, you, you treat it like basketball, right? You've seen that with basketball teams. You'll have you'll have like a fast break offense, and then they'll suddenly like turn it into a half-court game. You know, and, and, and you, you they'll kind of – go in phases, you know, through the game to kind of make make the other team slow things down or up the tempo up, uh, you know, and and they're dictating that. And I think I think you can do that with football too. Um and we certainly have the ability to slow things down. We only have a small glimpse of like can we speed things up and that was against UMass. But yeah, I I I think it's not one answer or the other, right? I I think you you yeah. kind of I, I would come out up tempo I would try to, uh, you know, uh, establish dominance early, score quickly, 
get up on them, hopefully. If not, and you start to see things go out of hand, if our defense is just not getting the job done and they're just marching down the field, yeah, then you slow it down and you give them as little possessions as possible to not only keep the ball out of their hands, but take away momentum and rhythm because that's Mm -hmm. a big thing. You know, when you're playing a team that, uh, you know, playing against offense that has a lot of confidence, is able to score quickly, obviously, you know, controlling time of possession, not just really not getting chances, but it it can throw a quarterback off. It can throw timing off all this kind of stuff. Um, So that's, that's what I would do is, is slow it down when needed, slow it down when needed. To kind of take a break from, I guess, the coastal aspect of it, we saw a lot of things in this UMass game that we haven't seen before in regards to offense, right? We just mentioned the hurry up. Yep. Um, it seemed that we passed it a lot more, especially to our tight end. Rollouts, kind of some yep. more RPO looks. Yep. Yep. Uh, Bo Johnson had two touchdowns, which is great for him. I, I'm actually really excited about Bo Johnson's future here. I think he has the too. ability to be a complete stud and um, – even he's, better he's than he's built like a tight end. I mean, he look like he, yeah. he looks the part, and uh, he's you know he's fast, athletic, um, good hands. You know, and I I think just from what we've seen so far, yeah, I'm, I'm I think he could possibly yeah. be one of our better tight ends that we've ever seen play. Here. Yeah, and a, and a huge weapon um, going forward. So yeah. we saw the up tempo. We saw kind of think of more uh, more of the passing attack, I guess you can say, um, or at least utilizing the tight ends more in this. Uh, we saw the reverse that got us the last touchdown in the in the game. Um, do you think? I mean, in a game like a, this UMass game, in which, as you said earlier, we could literally just line it up and shoved it down their throats and not showed anything to anybody. Why would you show certain stuff like this and have it on film for opponents to look at? To execute, because you don't you're not guaranteed to be able to run it against another opponent. You can run it in practice against your scout team, and obviously they've practiced that reverse play. We've seen it in the past, obviously against Arkansas State. But it's it's all this game against UMass wasn't about UMass or or really whoever we were playing at that point. It was it was about us. It was about executing, having better play calls, mixing you know run and pass better. And then obviously executing on defense and, and, and doing your job. And I feel like for the most part, we, we did all that. And I, I, I'm honestly not, yes, you know, they, they review film and they look at it, but again, we've ran that reverse play before. Um, I didn't look at, you know, the Arkansas state play. I'm pretty sure we've ran it outside of those two games too. Um, but you know, I didn't line them up right next to each other to see if the formation was exactly the same and motion and all that was exactly the same. But yes, yeah, so, some coaches might recognize it. But I think if you if you execute that in the right moment, it's all about timing, the right point of the game. It's fine. I mean, I, I think we could run that reverse play against Coastal, and again, if if done correctly and done at the right time, I think it can work. I think you could run it probably the next week. <laughs> you know, now eventually, <laughs> now now eventually, would you have to like Matt's switch up some like reverse yeah, every reverse, play. reverse, reverse? <laughs> now, like eventually, would you have to switch things up and like change personnel, change motion, pass out of it? You know, fake the reverse things like that. Absolutely. And and I know we chatted, you know, before getting on, and you were saying maybe it it's something where they're trying to it's the long game where they're trying to like set something up for later on against an opponent. I don't, I really don't think that we're like thinking that far ahead. I really don't. I think it's all about execution of, yes, we have that in our playbook. Now's a perfect opportunity to practice it against an opponent other than ourselves, period. That's what I think. And 
you know, going in again, we might, we may or may not see it against coastal. I don't think that because we saw it against UMass that it eliminates it from our playbook. I, you know, it just same with the RPO kind of looks it, that was a glorified scrimmage essentially. And I think I'm glad we offensively approached it the way we did and didn't just hand off to JD King or uh, Logan Wright 30, 40 times up the middle. Yeah. We could have won. We may have got the same score, maybe even scored more. I don't know, but you know, doing the things we did, mixing the plays in, experimenting with passes, doing, you know, some trick plays, if you want to call it that with a reverse, I think all that stuff is vitally important to practice in a live game situation, no matter who is lining up against you. I don't care who it is. Um, it's, it's, you're getting, you're going to get more out of that than just running in a practice. Yeah. Or and let's be honest, this is kind of what we hoped was going to happen in the Campbell game, right? Like you and yes. I both talked about this. They had mentioned coming into the season that there was going to be an evolution in the passing game, that they're, the offense would be a little bit uh, different in terms of how the, I guess the approach and stuff would be. And we were like, don't hide it. Let's show it. Let's whatever we get on the table. Let's, let's throw it out there and see what happens. So, yeah, I mean, I know that I posed the question, but I'm in agreement with you that let's, it's a great time in, in this game to, to do it, to execute it. And, and I guess kind of be like a confidence builder when we play, I guess a much more maybe formidable opponent, um, or a tougher opponent that that when that play is called, hey, it's not something that we've just done in practice. We we know how to execute. We know how to do it, and that, let's go get it done. I will say um, the stats threw me off in this game because I, I was telling you before this. You know, I, I thought we threw the ball a lot more than we did, and I thought we threw for a lot more yards than we did. I mean, looking back, it was Shy Words handling all the passing. Tomlin did get some playing time, but twelve for seventeen, hundred and twenty-seven yards. Obviously, super efficient. Well, we only had, played on like 50 yards of the field the entire game. I mean, it's I don't true. know what our average start, start yeah. position was, but, but I felt like yeah. we were we always started on their side of the football field. Correct. And 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 three touchdowns to go along with it all in the first half. So, I mean, that is about a, as efficient as you can ask for. I think, you know, you look – I know there was a lot of people that were kind of upset or maybe even concerned with the Louisiana game, you know, throw for – what 255 yards I think it was it was most ever for for words still lose that game you know maybe we're buying off more than we could choose maybe we're you know jumping we you know, just deep in a little bit too zone. much we did we I did mean, I thought yeah. the I thought the offense performance in that game was fine and I, honestly I thought the defense was okay up until that last that okay. last drive yeah. and you know and it, it and it was fine but I can't. I, I if you're gonna ask me if you're gonna line up all three games, which one prior to UMass, which one I was like the most like upbeat about, it would be the Louisiana, Louisiana game. I, I thought we played outside of just finishing that game offense as far as getting in the end zone, and then the defense. I mean, I thought that was the best played game that we had all. You're season. also playing the best opponent. The I mean, best that's the team. Best, yeah, that's the best yeah. team we've played so far. And I know we've had this kind of. Uh, ongoing debate of you know how good is louisiana and i think they proved that they're pretty dang good you know i mean obviously coastal beat them yes but i mean they, they showed that they were deserving to be a ranked team they were you yeah. know deserved to be undefeated and where they're at so yes i think louisiana still is is very much the front runner especially in the west and it, you know it might be a rematch between coastal and and uh and louisiana but hopefully we have something to say uh, say about it obviously app wants to have something to say about it 
But, you know, the East is, is super competitive as always. It's just the teams that are kind of at that top tier maybe aren't <laughs> aren't the same teams that you're used to, right? Yeah. Where, where you know, now now you've got Coastal to worry about. Troy maybe isn't isn't as big of a threat as we thought they were. But, um, you know, App State know obviously is always Troy, there. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, Troy's kind of the wild card now. But, yeah, I mean, Co- Coastal's a really good football team, but Louisiana's a good football team. And, and, and we saw that. I've been saying it. All year, and yes, I mean, who knows? Maybe they lose four straight, right? But it their their resume speaking up to now, I think they've shown they're a really good football team. Now you can go back and ask, how would that game with us have been different if they weren't missing all those guys? You know, missing those eight starters, and then you know, yeah, I don't you, know, I don't know. Um, but you know, they were missing some key guys against Coastal. Coastal was missing some key guys, right? Yeah. I mean, and that's just, that's going to be twenty twenty football. Yeah, it is. It is. And I mean, we and we were still missing some key guys in the Louisiana game. It wasn't like we had one hundred percent of everybody there. Um. So, yeah, as you said, that, that this is the nature of football for twenty twenty. You will have weeks in which you have almost full strength, and you will have other weeks in which you don't, depending on the reason of injuries or whatever. Uh. I I like as we're having this conversation, I really want to get up for this coastal game, but I just can't do it. I think uh, is, does it have anything to do with what just happened with the Braves? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're still in the hangover of sorts. Uh, I just yeah. can't believe professional ball players can't run the bases better than yeah, what they did. That was pretty I bad. Did, that was that was little league. Stuff. I've been joking um, with Cody that I've reached sports nirvana. That after the fourth <laughs> the fourth inning <laughs> of that game seven, I was just numb. I was just it was like watching an episode of Law and Order. You know how it ends. You know, you know the person gets convicted at the end. You're just watching to see how it happens. How it happens, yeah. yeah. So you know, uh, and 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 you know, I don't like to you know when when Georgia Southern fans group us in the Atlanta curse and all this kind of stuff. I I don't like that because obviously we're not in Atlanta, and I like to separate no, that because I don't want to be associated with that because it's it's not a good thing <laughs> to be associated with. If you want to group UJ in there. By all means, do so, and they certainly, you know, time and time again show that they probably fit in that conversation. But I don't think Georgia Southern does. Yes, we've had letdown games, but you know, I, I, I want to have confidence moving into this coastal game. I'm cautiously optimistic, as I am with most games. Again, do I feel significantly better after UMass? No, you know, I, I think if anything, you know, I would. If I was going to be significant on one one way or the other, it would have been feeling worse, right? If if we didn't look good against UMass, if we had another ULM where we barely beat them, then I would be really yeah. pessimistic yeah. about going in. Um, but you know, I I I feel as good as I think I could at this point, honestly, going into this game, and yeah. I'm kind of going in with an open mind of like, look, you know, doing the things we talked about. Defense has to play the best they've played all year. Well, there's, there's several execute. there's several keys in this game, right? I mean, obviously, you can't give Coastal extra possessions. So that means you can't turn the ball over. Yeah. Um, we have to garner some way, somehow, an extra possession here or there from them. We have to. We have to. Um, defense has to step up. Special team somewhere has to step up to steal a possession from, from Coastal. Um we have to get pressure on their quarterback and not just pressure in the sense that we get sacks, but we have to make him feel uncomfortable in the pocket and we can't allow him to escape the pocket and just run for 10, 15, 20 yards, whatever. 
and let them live to see another play. You know, I, that's where I, I think if you're going to ask me about defense progression as far as what I want to see improve on defense, obviously I think it's secondary play. But I also want to see when the defense has a team third and long, mm-hmm. three and eight, yep. third and 10, mm-hmm. third and 15, I want the possessions to end there. Right, they shouldn't be converting that. We shouldn't be allowing teams to easily convert those third and longs the way that we do sometimes. And you know, the game changes there. If we get the big stop, if we end it real quick, and we get the offense back on there, that gives us momentum. Well, you look at no, you look at UMass, score, were, but, but yeah. it shows that our defense are dom- is dominant. But we have to the defense. I think has to get pressure, make him uncomfortable, but don't lose containment on him as well. Right. Look at UMass. They were two for thirteen on third down. That's pretty good. I think those two uh, that's, conversions. That's really good. That's really good. <laughs> that's really good. The two conversions came, I believe, in the second half. One, uh, at least one of them, was on one of the quarterback scrambles. But then you look at fourth down efficiency. Three for three for UMass. That kind of stuff you cannot. That's allow. the thing. I think who was it? ULM was five for five. They so you're telling me they the were last five for eight five. Yeah. fourth downs that yeah. our defense has been on the field, they've converted. See that that can't happen. Yep. That can't you can't when a team goes for it on fourth down, that's a chance. I mean, they call it turnover on downs. That's a chance to where you give the offense back or you give the ball back to your offense, and you have to stop the team from converting. You just have to. Those are that's momentum swings. That's well, and against a, against a team like Coastal, if you opponent. think if you think Co- yeah. a team like Coastal isn't going to take advantage of that, when they look and say, "Look, their third down efficiency is terrible this year. Their fourth down efficiency is even worse. We're in well, four yeah. down territory when we're on their side of the field. No matter where we are, if we don't feel mm-hmm. confident about our field goal kicker, who by the way looks pretty good, and, and when the game against Louisiana, but for whatever reason, if they're not feeling good about their field position." They can make it four down territory, and and, yeah, and then the, that changes first down, second down, everything, right? Because they yeah. know, you know, okay, we get three yards of play, we're gonna get there. We're gonna have four chances at it. We know yep. they can't stop us on fourth down. That's the thing, like, and you know, Chadwell, he's gonna go for it on fourth down. He's not shy about doing it. It's not like, oh man, is he gonna go for it? No, he he does it in every game if he feels it necessary to. Yep. Um, and that's the thing, right? Like. It's such a it's such a mental aspect of it. If you allow your opponents to to easily convert or to convert period on fourth down, now you have to start listing like the whole thing back over again. All right, now we're at first down. The defense can't get excited to think they've done well until they're legit off the field and the offense has the ball. Mm-hmm. I I wonder if sometimes if the mentality isn't okay, we got them after three, we're, we did our job. Because I mean I mean how else do you explain eight for eight? Yeah, the last and we, we've seen it not just this season, but I mean, and maybe that's just obviously because we look so much more carefully at our team under a microscope than any other team. But I mean, even dating back to when we were in college, Cody, but but certainly like an FBS era and then under Scott Stone's defense, you've seen time and time again on, on law, you know, we get a, a big, you know, they get backed up with a penalty or we get a big sack. Or, you know, uh, center snaps the ball over the guy's head. And then they're in a third and forever. And they convert it. And it, and it seems yeah. like more often than not, they do. You know, third or and 23, and third and 27. Or, four, yeah, I mean, against uh, against Minnesota. What was it? Yep. Third, third and... Third and 30, 30. on their five. Yeah, third and 30. And then, you know, so like that kind of thing to, yeah, either convert or make it where it's manageable, where you know, well, yeah, they just gave up 28 yards. We can get two more or whatever it is to, you know, to get the first out of fourth down. Yeah. So it, that can't happen. Like, 
you know, so that, that, yeah, that to me, as we talk through it, I think is the key. I mean, obviously it's easy to just say like defense has to play a good game, but like uh, no, specific we, aspects yeah, of defense. third and fourth down conversion. We have, cause it's going to happen obviously, you know, third downs, but fourth downs, like you said, Chadwell's going to go for it. When they do, we have to stop them. And then yep. in third downs, especially when we get third and not manageable third and long, we have to stop them. 70 to 80 percent of the time like you know if if not more you know but but right now we're not doing that so no we have yeah we have to get the opponents off the field we we can't give them what i feel like are extra chances second chances if you convert on fourth down that to me that's a second chance that you get to to try to score against us um and that that you just that that should not happen it just shouldn't now i get that it's going to happen from time to time right percentages and you can't always be 100% you know stop rate on fourth down but it shouldn't they the last two teams that we played should not have gone eight for eight against us on fourth down no I mean that's that's scary when you really think about that and break that down that's bad I mean ULM and UMass went eight for eight that is scary against uh, legitimately two of the worst teams in the country if not the two worst teams in the country and they went eight for eight on you Mm -hmm. that is bad and yeah, so that to me is a huge key, and then you can you can flip it over to our offense. You know, same thing. You know, against UMass, we didn't go for it on fourth down. We didn't need to uh, five for nine third down. Um, looking at, let's see, I'll pull it up here. Um, but looking at overall this year, I think we've been better on third down efficiency. Yeah, we've been a lot better on third down efficiency. Like I said, I. Offense wise, there's not a whole lot for us to, in my mind, for us to really criticize outside of just Louisiana and finishing a couple of, of drives. Um, and to me, or and maybe look at Campbell and finishing a couple of drives there. But my look at it, I can't, I can't really get too upset about the offense. We've rushed the ball well. We've gotten 300 yards rushing. I think the last two games, which against these opponents, you would expect you'd. You know, hope for like 400, but again, over 300 still really well. Right. Um, and you had the over 100 against, yards passing too, so don't forget. Yeah, that. you had over 100 yards passing. Even against Louisiana, when we played them, we had nearly 200 yards rushing, and we outrushed Louisiana by nearly 50 yards. Or, I'm sorry, by about almost 45 yards. So, I, offensively-wise, I, I, I can't think that that's really something that I'm too concerned about. I think we will. Obviously, we, to me, we we will and should score points against Coastal's defense. Like I said, it will just be how efficient and how well can we finish the drives. Are we going to get into the red zone and have to settle for field goals, or are we actually going to put it into the end zone? Mm-hmm. Because field goals won't win you this football game. Coastal is vulnerable. Uh, you know, they're they're giving they're giving up 23.5 points per game this year. We're only allowing 19. You know, um, but you look at kind of like who we played, and Louisiana certainly did not have the offensive game that most people expected yeah. them to have, including us. So you know they're they're giving up 376 yards a game, um, 163 on the ground. So they're you know their rush defense is pretty good. They're giving up 213 to there, um, but. Yeah, I, that the biggest thing on offense, I agree, is just finishing. Is is it's just you know limiting field goals, making those touchdowns, and you know and and converting those you know staying out of third and long situations. 
getting in third and manageable. That's what, you know, the, you'll hear all the coaches talk about, but it's true. Um, and then yeah. that just opens things up so much more because then you're not just in a situation where you have to run. You can still pass out of it and maybe get a big play out of it, but you're not going to be in an obvious passing situation where sure. you're at a disadvantage. Yeah, you just mentioned their their rush defense. They gave up 236 rushing yards to Louisiana um, on just 30 attempts. So Louisiana nearly averaged eight yards a rush yeah. in their game, Yeah, um, which is pretty porous, um, honestly. I think that up there uh, average a lot though that 163 yeah, that was probably, yeah. it did. yeah I, but and you look at you know obviously Arkansas State doesn't really run the ball a whole lot but they did uh <laughs> this is terrible um Arkansas State rushed for only 36 yards on 19 attempts when coastal <laughs> yeah um, which is really bad I mean Arkansas State at this point is our oh. I mean they're our Mike Leach you know they're they're just like straight up air raid two quarterbacks go in there and throw the ball 70 times like two really good quarterbacks two really right, good so quarterbacks. this is a so you have uh, Campbell Campbell rushed it for 50 times a little over 200 so that's not I mean it's not great but it's not you know it's not terrible it's not Arkansas terrible and then yeah Kansas nearly rushed uh for 4.7 yards per rush is what Kansas did so I think the 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 opportunity is there to run the ball on this team. Mm-hmm. Um if we execute, if the offensive line shows up, plays well, um if you know, JD King, Shywertz, Kennedy, you know, obviously we get the ball in our playmakers. Um and then we see kind of where that goes. You know, are they gonna stack it nine, ten guys in a box and four shy to throw? Well if they do, I think yeah, we gotta take advantage of it. Right. Um, back them out, and then shove the ball down the throat. Uh, but we're not college coaches. You're not. No. Far we're from not. it. We're outside noise. We are outside noise. <laughs> that's our new. That's our new motto. Outside that's right. Noise. That's right. Um, uh, no, but but seriously though, I now that we've talked through it. And maybe it's just the optimism. You feel better out. now? Uh-oh. Bad, I think bad I cop Cody better. is gone? I know. Yeah. No, he's not. He's still there. Oh, <laughs> yeah. But maybe I feel like we have a little bit better of a chance going to this game. I just, uh, the to me, it's just that it's it's not like it's not so much our offense. It's that our defense. Can our defense yeah. stop Coastal enough to allow our offense the opportunity to win this football game for us? That's That's my concern. CJ Marable, obviously we all we all know him. He seems to be have been playing at Coastal for the last ten years. Yeah, I know. It, yeah, um, he's so like I, Lamb. I, I get, he's like Lamb was yeah. at State, where it's like, how is he? <laughs> so obviously we're still gonna have to to shut him down. They have another running back that actually did really well against Louisiana, and I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, but they we have to also watch out for him. Um, if we don't pay attention to him, or if we, or if we're only solely focused on when Maribel's on the field, then that second running back of theirs will kill us. Um, he will gash us up and down. Um, he is very athletic and very, very good. Uh, they have a tight end who I think is like leading the country in like pass yards per attempt. It's like over thirty. It's something crazy. Um, he is. He is. Is that tremendous. highly? Uh, no. I don't know. That's, her, that's a receiver. That's her leading receiver. Uh, no, it's likely. Okay. It's not highly, it's likely. <laughs> not highly, it's likely. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
Likely is their tight end. Seven receptions for 215, averaging 30.7 yards. That's that's a, a marketing opportunity is there, I tell you. So, right. yeah, yeah, I think there's been some announcers or stuff trying to make that in. Um, yeah, I believe, let's see. Um, I'm trying to look at the see the running back. I think it's White who, who did really well against Louisiana um, the other day. Uh, so we have to be prepared for their weapons. They have lots of them. They're very good. Their offensive line is actually very, very, very good. I know that if you watch the Louisiana game, they made light of the fact that they have a very small offensive line. Yeah. Um, but I think their center is like 5'9". But they play their positions really, really good, and they fire off the ball, and they know where they're supposed to be. They know who their assignments are. They create holes. Regardless of how you think an offensive line should look, throw it out the window because this one's good. Well, this yeah, one's really I, yeah. Good. You obviously, I mean, look, look at look at Campbell's offensive line. They were monsters, and honestly, like for FCS offensive line, I thought they were pretty good. And and you know, I, they they've been able to move the ball certainly against us, but some other teams. You look at UMass; they were massive. They were bigger than what the Tennessee Titans. I think they compared them to on that yeah. game. Um, you know, and uh, so they, they they averaged more than the freaking Tennessee Titans. So, but it just goes to show that they have the conditioning. They don't. The Titans, they don't have the athleticism, the the conditioning, the um, the speed, any of it, the strength. You know, so yeah, you can get a bunch of fat guys. You know, but it doesn't. It, it's not going to make you a, a great offensive line. You know, so we, we've seen it. Certainly with our option offenses, Coastal is kind of a mirror of, of what we want to be, what we kind of want to, you know, emulate a little bit. I mean, a very similar offensively. And, and yeah, you don't have to have massive, you know, a massive line to make that thing run. And, you know, as, as long as they're quick and athletic and get lateral, that's all that matters. Um, so it's going to be interesting because I, there are so many similarities in these two teams, you know, obviously there's, there's history and stuff there, but I, I see even going back to the Mobamba thing and stuff, I, I see this as potentially, and I use this word carefully, but you know, I don't like to, to throw around the word rivalry, but I, I know they don't really have a true rival in the Sunbelt conference. And frankly, more than Georgia State, I view Coastal almost as a rival, right? Obviously, proximity-wise, they're they're really close, and we've had some good games with them. Um, and I think this could be another really good game. And you know, I I, I just uh, there's certainly offensively, there's just so many similarities in, in in what they do and what we try to do a lot of times, and what we've done a little bit. Um, yeah, I, you know, and and that's certainly going to come into play defensively too, right? I mean, again, we're used to seeing this style of offense, you know, in practice. However, like you said earlier, um, they throw the ball better. They just do. We're Their getting there. We're getting there, better. but they're a lot more balanced than we are at this point. They just are, and yeah. so that you know is scary if you're a Georgia Southern fan based on how our secondary is. But I think they're not. I think we'll. Do, um, you know, Marbles, great running back, you know, the white kid that you mentioned, I think we'll be okay with them rushing. And, and that, that was like Louisiana, right? We, we contained them pretty well. But then, uh, you know, and, and Levi Lewis didn't have his best game. That's the key to me is, is finding a way to shut down um, Grayson McCall. And their quarterback, I mean, has been the story. Well, I think that's why I said that we have to have pressure, right? I don't know if this young man's really been hit hit. No. consistently throughout four quarters 
Um, I don't think Campbell, I mean, um, Kansas didn't get pressure on him. Campbell didn't get pressure on him. Uh, I don't think Louisiana, I mean, I can't remember if Louisiana got to him too much in that game. But I honestly think that we have to get a way to, to disrupt him, get him out of his rhythm. Don't let him get into a rhythm. That would be even better. Um, and make it really uncomfortable for him to be in the pocket or for him to feel like he could just sit back and throw the ball away. He can run, though. Uh, I mean, he can scrim around. He's, yeah, he only, he's only got he 184 does. yards. And look, but, yeah. And, and Chadwell does a great job of designing pass plays for where the ball is quickly out of his hand. So, you know, let's ensure that we have at least, you know, the, the receiver's covered enough to where he has to check to his second or third option. Um, I, they like to use a little thing in which they sneak people out of the backfield or they sneak tight ends out and have them go into the flat and they're wide open. We got to make sure that we have bodies on any of the receivers that come out of that backfield or that, that decide to, to go down and, and catch a football because he'll hit them quick. He knows, his, he knows his one and two options. He knows where he needs to go with the football and he will hit them as soon as they are open. Yeah. Yep. So... Anything else to say about this game? I mean, again, I'm no, I'm, I'm except a, that I'm 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 afraid that the potential for us to getting beat like we just beat UMass is there. I think it is, but I think there is certainly not as much potential. But I think there's potential that we win this one too. I really do. Um, I just don't. It really depends on. I, it it's it's all on us. Like we know what we're getting with Coastal. We know it. We can hope that they come in overconfident because they're a ranked team. But maybe it works against us, and they come in, you know, and and they are just firing on all cylinders because they're hyped up, because yeah. they're ranked, and they want to defend it. But you know, I I think it it ultimately falls to us. I think we have the potential to be a good football team. I do think we can beat them. I think we're talented enough to beat them. But we have to execute. We got to do all the things we said. Um, I agree with you that this game could get ugly really, really fast. If we let it get away from us, if we have some miscues, if we don't execute, if we're, you know, if we receive the ball first and have a three and out, let them get a a quick strike or something, it can get out of hand in a hurry. Yep. But I'll be honest, the the road to the Sunbelt Championship starts now. It does. It does. I mean, I know that we played the Louisiana teams, but that kind of went how we all thought, even though we should have came out 2 0. Nobody's surprised that we were one and one coming out right. of that. That does not mean that we cannot still win this conference or win the East Division. But if we want to, we've got to beat Coastal. This is the biggest game and of the we, year to this yep. point. It is. It's the biggest game of the yep. year to this point. It is. And it might end up being the big because I mean we don't know how App's going to look. You know, uh, obviously no. we don't know what's going to happen. App just with had us. like yeah. four weeks off right. or whatever from their COVID situation, and, and they so, clearly you know, have taken a step back or two. We just don't know quite how much, but they they don't seem to see, be the dominant power that they were last year, right? So yes, that game, you know, uh, in December is going to be important. Georgia State looks, you know, pretty good. Uh, will you know uh, that game? Obviously, they have an offense now. They have offense. That game will obviously matter. We've talked about you know these other teams that you know uh, no one's a pushover from this point over. We uh, point on. We no. know this. Texas State, South Alabama, Troy is kind of wild card. All these things, but yes, those games will matter down the road. Obviously, the app the app game will matter as always. But this could end up being our biggest game of the year. I mean, it really could. And and only in 2020 would you think a game against Coastal Carolina would be. But it it, it this could be 
for the East Division title. It very well could be this early. Um, now, obviously, yep. whoever wins this game has to take care of business the rest of the year, but this could be. So it's huge. And, uh, again, I, I think – I think the forecast, if you will, everything is playing into our favor as much as it possibly could. I do. We just have to take advantage of it and execute. It's as simple as that. It's just that simple, guys. It's that simple. Just go out and execute. <laughs> just go out and execute. But it is. I mean, Easy yeah. peasy, Easy lemon peasy. squeezy. But <laughs> I, I, I think the way I'll, – I'll end with this. I, I think the way we win this game is – how by scoring more how, points, by scoring more points. <laughs> by, is how we play Louisiana. And I know that kind of goes back and I kind of contradicted myself probably with your question about like the up-tempo offense and time of possession, all this. I liked how we played Louisiana for, you know, obviously up, up until that, that last drive and, and, uh, and, and the 53 yeah. yard field goal, you slow it down. Um, again, defense played but pretty well. I don't in that even game. think it's really that last drive. Gosh, I know we keep on going back to this using it, but it wasn't even really the last drive. I mean, if I think we mentioned it, if you if your option is fifty three yard field goal to, for us to either win or lose the game, we take that yes. every time. Yes, hundred percent. Um, so, I, yeah, I think it was just more along the lines of just finishing, 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 finishing. That and not to kind of jump in and ruin your point, but I agree with what you say. It's it's the time of possession kind of you know you ugly you ugly the, the game up i mean let's be honest yes, i mean that's you do that's it's not yeah. fun to watch but i mean that's that's how we win football games you know that blue collar yeah. mentality you ugly the game up you know you uh louisiana is kind of they they're a finesse team you know they 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 want that yes they run the ball well um but you know they'll, they'll mix in the passing and stuff they the high octane all this you slow the game down you ugly the game up if, if we can do that yeah you know Maybe pray for rain <laughs> in Conway, South Carolina. You know, but honestly, like that. Do you think? That's, yeah. Do you dare think that they play Mobamba in Conway this weekend? It just it depends on how the games go. I think they play it if they're up by four touchdowns. Maybe, yeah. but if it's a close game, or if they're losing now, but uh, but yeah, I mean that, that that's how we win. We 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 come out, you know, four quarters, all the normal stuff, but. You just kind of ugly it up, and and you get you let the game kind of come to you. I know that's like a cliche, but you you make them play your game. I mean that that's that's it. You know you you don't you don't let Coastal do the things that they want to do. You you let the game come to you. You control time of possession. You if if they try to stack the box, you throw on them. You know, and by doing that's that's how we beat App. You know, and 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 then the the choke them out mentality like it's the same kind of thing we gotta have that finish mentality there's no we have if if we don't come with that mentality to finish offensive drives to finish on defense to get the opponent off the field to finish the half to finish the game we are going to lose yeah which we had that again going back to this louisiana game but out of all the games so far that i think was our best game and it sounds weird because we've only lost one game this year, and I keep going back to the one loss. But that was our best game because, you know, prior to UMass, I I would say even even over I would, UMass, I would say even over UMass just because of opponent because we okay. we held them to twenty points, we overcame adversity after the fumble through the end zone, and we have the two crazy plays with the hood catch and the. Um, and the scramble from words, 
and then yeah and then you know we get it put in that situation the 53 yard field goal which we take that 99 percent of the time yeah but yeah i you 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 took their offense i mean uh, th- that game was what seven seven in in the third quarter you know um or, or 10 what was it 10 10 i mean so, like so it 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 wasn't necessarily a fun football game to watch to the casual fan but you know it it, it went against expectations that went against what people thought was going to happen, whether it was going to be, you know, Georgia Southern is just going to have to outscore them or, or whatever. And we were, we were able to kind of control the game. That's, that's what, that's what needs to happen. Um, and, and, and we did that. We did that up, up until, you know, again, that final drive, but even that, so that's the blueprint to me, because I think, and you saw against Louisiana and coastal, I think they're very similar, you know, in, in, talent-wise, like how, how good they actually are. I think that I think that result, you know, is representative of where those teams stack up in the Sun Belt. So, yeah, we should have beat Louisiana. We can beat Coastal, period. Both road games, we just have to – I think that's our blueprint to win. I really do. If we if we can win 41 nothing, I'll take it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just realistically not going to happen. So – I guess with that, Cody, unless you have anything else to add. No, no, I got nothing else to add. All right. Well, you weren't you weren't as depressing today. You weren't as much of a bad. No, cop. no. As we talked through it, it was a great therapy session. All right. That's. I'll, I'll send you my bill. <laughs> I'll be working on that right after I hit the stop button here. So with that, as always, well, Cody. Yeah, we'll see how it is after this. We'll game. see how it is. Your therapist, Matt Monty, signing off. Thanks for listening to Gather Talk <laughs> and Hail Southern. Hail Southern, Matt. Thank you for listening to Gotta Talk. Be sure to visit our website, gotatalk.com. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Gotta Talk Podcast for more news and coverage of Georgia Southern football. Reach out with questions, share your thoughts, or suggest topics on our social media channels or by emailing us at gatatalkpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time, Eagle Nation, Gata and Hail Southern. Thank <laughs> you.